the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You know, hardworking people usually sleep better, not only because they're tired after a long, hard day, but because they don't have to worry about losing what little they have. A rich person, on the other hand, has to constantly be thinking about taxes and theft and all of these kinds of things and trying to figure out how they can protect what they think they have. And, you know, there's a study that says insomnia increases with income. Well, there are those who think the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. And we tend to covet that green grass until we get there and realize it's just as sparse as the side we left. Welcome to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno. We begin wrapping up our look at the Ten Commandments. And with today's program, Thou Shalt Not Covet. Once again, here's Pastor Leighton. Bottom line, don't compare, don't complain, and don't covet your neighbor's wife or husband, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant. Now, here's a reference to lifestyle. Only the richer members of society had servants. The common people had to serve him or herself. After a long, hard day at work, and believe me, they were long and they were hard, A person had to come home and make their own meal, clean their own house, and wash their own clothes. And this was long before Maytag. It was a long, hard day. Richer members of society had servants to take care of the more mundane issues of life, and so they enjoyed certain freedoms and other benefits of an opulent lifestyle. God says, don't covet another person's lifestyle nor his ox, nor his ass. And this is a reference to a person's business or occupation, their way of bringing home the bacon. An ox or ass was used in the field by a farmer to produce crop. And surplus crops were traded for tools and clothes and whatever else the landowner would desire. Now let's face it, all oxen are not created equal. Okay? Uh, Some are stronger than others. And two farmers can go into their field and put in the same amount of time and the same amount of effort, but the one with the strongest ox is likely to bring home more surplus. Two Americans can go and they can put in the same amount of time, eight hours or whatever it is, they can put in the same amount of effort, and one of them can bring home more surplus. God says, don't covet another person's income or surplus. Now, just in case somebody might be looking for a loophole, God wraps it up with the all-encompassing, no loopholes allowed, nor anything else that belongs to thy neighbor. Don't covet anything that belongs to someone else. Now, I'd like to invite you to turn in your Bibles to Ecclesiastes chapter 5. Most scholars believe Ecclesiastes was written by Solomon who is uh, known as the wisest man who ever lived and perhaps the wealthiest man who ever lived. And this is what we find him writing, Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 10 and following. Those who love money 
We'll never have enough. How absurd to think that wealth brings true happiness. Solomon says that people who love money will never have enough. They'll never be satisfied. I think it was J.C. Penney who asked, you know, what does it take to make someone happy? He said, always a little more than they have. Never quite satisfied. And in the uh, drive to be satisfied with something that cannot satisfy, many people end up uh, working overtime, taking second and third jobs, and wearing themselves out, breaking their health. Proverbs 23, 4 says, Don't weary yourself trying to get rich. Why waste your time? The ancient book of wisdom says it's a waste of time. It's stupid to weary yourself trying to get rich. And it says, For riches can disappear as though they had the wings of a bird. You'd be chasing it, all of a sudden your health breaks, and everything you were saving up is gone for health reasons. Or something else will happen. Wealth is fleeting. Verse 11, the more you have, the more people come to help you spend it. (laughs) You know, the writer is saying, you know, if you have a lot of money, you never really know if your friends are there for you or your money. Rich people are amongst some of the loneliest people that you'll ever come across in your life. I mean, what are prenuptial agreements all about? A marriage is supposed to be the most intimate relationship humankind can enjoy. There's supposed to be a, a level of trust that is, is unique in our worldly experience there. And the prenuptial agreement is saying, well, I trust you, but I don't trust you. And why is that? Because they're having to protect themselves as a wealthy person in case the person whose affections they are pursuing is not really returning affections, but rather has ulterior motives. You know, being a wealthy person can be a a very lonely place. People who work hard sleep well, whether they eat little or much, but the rich are always worrying and seldom get a good night's sleep. You know, hardworking people usually sleep better, not only because they're tired after a long, hard day, but because they don't have to worry about losing what little they have. A rich person, on the other hand, has to constantly be thinking about taxes and theft and all of these kinds of things and trying to figure out how they can protect what they think they have. And, you know, there's a study that says insomnia increases with income. Verse 13, there's another serious problem I have seen in the world. Riches are sometimes hoarded to the harm of the saver. Hoarding is giving evidence that a person really doesn't trust in God. You know, often we pray the Lord's Prayer, and one of the phrases that we were taught by Jesus Christ to pray is, Give us, Lord, our daily bread. Give us daily our daily bread. In the Old Testament, there's the story of the nation of Israel going through the wilderness. Now, This was a big wilderness. It was a great big desert. And there's millions of people, and there's very little food. And there was a a legitimate concern about starving, and so there was a prayer sent up to God. And God says, I'm going to answer your prayer. I'm going to provide for you manna. But I only want you to collect enough manna for that day. And why did God do that? Because God wanted people every day to collect what they needed for that day and not hoard. But some people didn't trust God. They said things like, what happens if God forgets us tomorrow? Or things like, what happens if God really isn't strong enough tomorrow? 
Or what happens if God sleeps in tomorrow? And so what they did is they didn't trust God. They hoarded up some extra and stored it. And what happened the next day? It turned into maggots. Okay? It's an evidence, hoarding is an evidence, that you really don't trust God. Verse 14, where they put into risky investments that turn sour and everything is lost. In the end, there's nothing left to pass on to one's children. I'm going to say something. I'm going to say that every earthly investment is risky. Some are more risky than others, but every earthly investment is risky. A few years ago, the stock market was hovering around 3000 and all of a sudden it just started shooting up. And people were getting into it. They were making money hand over fist. It seemed like you could not lose. There was no end of the profits in sight. And, of course, we know that eventually, as it tipped over 10000 many people ended up losing quite a bit. And when I did the research for this sermon, I checked. And as of Friday, it was seventy three sixty nine. That was research for the sermon. I'm not invested in the stock market. Now, we're currently in a housing surge that some believe is a bubble that someday is going to burst. And, and so they don't believe that that's a, a, a good investment. Even supposedly rock-solid investments, T-bills. You know, I'm investing in the government. As long as the government is around, this thing is secure. Well, guess what? Someday the government isn't going to be around. It's going to be insolvent. Any earthly investment you make is risky. Some are more risky than others, but every earthly investment you make is risky. The Bible says invest in heaven. It's the only safe investment. Now the passage continues, verse 15, people who live only for wealth come to the end of their lives as naked and empty-handed as on the day they were born. And this too is a very serious problem. As people come into the world, so they depart. And all their hard work is for nothing. They've been working for the wind and everything will be swept away. Hearses are not designed to pull trailers. We came into this world stark naked and empty-handed, and that's the way we're going to leave. Verse 17, throughout their lives they live under a cloud, frustrated, discouraged, and angry. That's a generality. See, he's seen that our characteristics of somebody who is wealthy, who loves wealth, who loves wealth. And then having described this person who loves wealth... The writer then sort of turns a corner here in verse 18. Even so, I've noticed one thing, at least one thing that is good. It is good for people to eat well, drink a good glass of wine. And some of the teetotalers would like to point out it says glass, not bottle of wine. (laughs) And enjoy their work, whatever they do under the sun, for however long God lets them live. And it is a good thing to receive wealth from God and the good health to enjoy it. To enjoy your work and accept your lot in life, that is indeed a gift from God. People who do this rarely look with sorrow on the past, for God has given them reasons for joy. This wise sage concludes that being contented with the essentials in work is reason for joy, and it results in a happy life, a contented life. You know, being contented is a choice. Being contented is a choice, and I'm going to propose to you it's not a choice that comes naturally. We are not naturally content. You go into any nursery, and you're going to find ample evidence of that. One kid is going to take the toy out of another kid's hand, because the toy that they had, they are no longer content with. 
It is not something that comes natural. But it is something that can be learned. Paul said in Philippians 4.11, I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Paul said, I have learned to be content no matter what my situation. Choosing to be content can be learned by any person. And it's a process. And some of us will graduate faster than others. But anyone can graduate as long as they apply themselves to learning contentment. One of the hardest lessons to learn, isn't it? Contentment. To be, as Paul said, content in whatever state, abounding or abasing. You have been listening to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno. To learn about us, who we are, what we believe, if you'd like to visit, directions to the church, and the like. You're welcome to visit our website, highlands.us. Again, you can find us on the internet at highlands.us. And then as we close out our series on the Ten Commandments tomorrow, we have one final look at this last command, Thou shalt not covet, and what it means. We invite you to join us as we wrap up our series, Ten Keys to an Abundant Life, right here on Study, Verse by Verse, with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.